Hello, my name's Tracy Finlay. Welcome to EQ Your Business. In this series, I'll take you on a journey where you, your customers, your people and your business can get great results by making some simple changes in perspective. Through clever use of emotional intelligence, it's possible to change behaviours, get the results you want and overcome the frustrations that so many people feel when dealing with customers and staff. It's all about the win-win. Ah yes, complaint handling. That thing that people stumble into when their job involves dealing with customers, that scary part of their job that they're rarely trained in and generally avoid like the plague. Because actually, engaging with people in a potentially tense situation is fraught with danger. In most cases, people learn how to deal with customer complaints from their colleagues or simply from their own experience. But most get it wrong and they keep getting it wrong. But it doesn't need to be like this. I've spent years experiencing training, observing and researching complaint handling. I've witnessed many a conversation with an angry customer fall apart. I've studied why things go wrong and I've designed solutions to make complaint handling an experience that's not only less painful, but in many cases quite satisfying for everyone involved. That's elusive win-win. I found an approach that even if the customer is absolutely seething with anger before our interaction, that I'm able to switch the situation to one where both of us were really engaged. And that's within about 30 seconds. I've tried multiple times since I discovered it and it's pretty much always worked. And the best thing about it is that it's a win-win. Even if I can't resolve the issue straight away or even at all, it's a much better experience for both the customer and me. My approach follows my customer needs model that I use with everything I do. It covers three basic customer needs which are, do I like and trust you? Do I matter to you? And will you make my life better? I've covered each of these needs in earlier episodes. Understanding them will really help you engage your customers so much more effectively by talking to their subconscious, emotional needs. When you're dealing with an angry customer, the need, do I matter to you, comes into play. Everything about the way you deal with a customer in a complaint situation must ooze that you actually give a damn about the fact that your business, or the one you work for, has made them angry. And that's regardless of whether you think they're right or wrong. So when I talked in my previous episode about the do I matter to you customer need, I broke it down into two key areas. And these areas are crucial. Acknowledgement and reassurance. And then I threw in ownership to really nail it. To really explain this one, here's my hot list of common mistakes made by businesses all over the world 
together with how to make the situation so much better by adding in acknowledgement, reassurance and ownership. So top 10. The first one is leading with excuses, often disguised as reasons. So let me give you an example to illustrate this one. Um, so a customer has just called the customer service department to say that he's received a message telling him that his appointment planned for today to have his boiler fixed has had to be cancelled and that he should call to rearrange. Here's a typical response of a customer service department following a call from this customer with this issue. I'm afraid it's been cancelled because uh, the engineer assigned to your job's ill. I'm sorry about that. Now, you might think this response doesn't sound bad. However, if you really want to get the customer on side and not start with a, an unpleasant taste between the pair of you, there is a subtle change in approach that'll make the customer's reaction so much better and get you both working from the same side. Now, as far as the agent's concerned, they've explained the situation and they've apologised. Pretty straightforward, right? Wrong. In this scenario, your business is in danger of the customer subconsciously hearing, I'm just doing my job, I'm passing on the message, it's not really anything to do with me and you'll just have to accept it. Now, understandably, this is likely to make the customer respond in a less than pleasant way. They were frustrated before they came on. And if they get that subconscious feeling that that's what the person that they're talking to is feeling, then it's likely to make them regret dealing with your company. And regardless of the next best solution that the agent might offer them, the whole interaction is at risk of being, well, a bit rubbish for everyone involved. So... How else could you respond that'll make this situation less painful for everyone involved? How else could you quickly overcome the fact that his day has been completely messed up because he chose your business to fix his boiler? Now, here are the three ingredients that you could apply to make this customer interaction more engaging. Firstly, immediately acknowledge the impact it's had on the customer then quickly add what you're going to do to resolve it. And finally, let them feel that you genuinely care about what's happened and that you personally take responsibility for putting it right. Don't get me wrong. This is a bad situation, however you look at it. Let's face it, there's no perfect outcome. What I'm doing here is showing you how a different approach makes the customer feel better about what's happened. And it also makes the experience of the person handling the complaint much more pleasant. Basically, a win-win. Here's the same difficult conversation delivered in a way that'll make everyone's experience better. And it'll leave your customer more likely to deal with you again in the future. This is the alternative response that the customer service person might use based on what I've just described. That must be so frustrating for you. It looks like the engineer has fallen ill, but that doesn't help you, does it? Okay, let me look at how quickly we can get another one out to you. I'm so sorry this has happened. I'll make sure I get the next available slot that works for you. So here the situation is still bad and the solution is still the same, but the handling of it is so much better. 
acknowledge the impact on the customer, reassure them that you're doing everything you can to put it right, and then own it. When I work with customer service teams to change their approach to this, they really understand how this subtle difference in the way they handle the customer can benefit everyone involved. And when they try it out and experience the genuinely different response they get from customers, they love it. It suddenly feels like they're both working on the same side. So here's the next one in my top 10 hit list of complaint handling. It's, this one's a pet hate of mine. Appearing defensive. Let me give you an example. I'm sorry, but there's nothing we could have done about it. Firstly, that sorry isn't a sorry. I don't know what it is, but it's not a sorry. Any hint of defensiveness just makes a frustrated customer turn borderline nuclear. Acknowledgement is everything and excuses get you nowhere. Even if there's nothing you could do, change the but there's nothing we could have done about it to I wish I could do something to help you. This shows the customer that they matter to you. Getting your team to naturally do this involves their understanding of the three basic customer needs. Do I like and trust you? Do I matter to you? And will you make my life better? Okay, so here's the next one on my hot list. Start in an escalated complaint with, how can I help? So I'll just give you an example here. The customer service agent says, I'll pass you on to my manager. The manager comes on and says, hello, how can I help? If you've had a complaint escalated to you, always get the facts before you speak to the customer, decide on your response and leap right in with it. Whatever you do, spare the customer from having to explain their frustration all over again. Trust me, if they have to do that, you're onto a loser before you even start. Okay, the next one, turning on your formal. I apologize about your inconvenience. If you switch on your formal speak, you'll immediately disconnect with your customer. Formal usually sounds condescending. It definitely doesn't sound authentic and it definitely doesn't sound like you care. Make sure you're human. Make sure you sound like you care and make sure you're authentic. OK, the next one, sounding unsure. Yes, that, that should be OK or someone should get back to you soon. Even if you're unsure, sound like you have everything under control. If you don't have everything under control, then remove yourself from the conversation by either putting them on hold or nipping off the shop floor until you genuinely do have everything under control. Even if you just confidently say, let me look into that for you while you're having your internal panic. Next one. Saying sorry at the beginning of the conversation. This is something that's really common. And a lot of businesses that I interact with, um, when I look at things like customer conversations on social media or I listen into calls, I quite often find out that the agent says sorry too early. A sorry is inauthentic if you lead with it from the outset. Acknowledge first, say sorry later, Say it like you mean it. I mean, imagine in an argument and somebody's upset you and the first thing they go is sorry, then you know that they don't mean that. They're just saying it to shut you up. Don't do it in your personal life and don't do it in your business. 
Next one, not acknowledging. When a customer explains their gripe, never respond with something like, OK, can you give me a reference number, please? That yells to the customer that you really don't care about what they've just said and that you just want to get on with it. Acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. Next one, not owning the problem. OK, we'll have a look into that. Or somebody will get back to you. Appearing to pass on the problem onto a faceless person is never going to cut it when it comes to reassurance. If you turn it into something like, I'll make sure someone gets back to you by tomorrow. It's so much better. It doesn't mean you have to do anything different, but it's a subtle change in the wording that gives the customer the reassurance that you're taking responsibility. Just try and use I instead of we, or I'll make sure that someone gets back to you is so much better. Next one, leaving the customer hanging. Always give the customer an idea when you'll get back to them. Because like it or not, they will make assumptions on when they think that is a reasonable amount of time. Even if you've got nothing new to say, always get back to them when you said you would to let them know either way. Perceived gaps in communication always allows the customer to stew. You might think that you've got back to them in a reasonable amount of time, but the customer won't tell you how long they think the time should elapse before you get back to them. And if they are stewing while the silence carries on, that's when you're in danger of things turning ugly. Managing expectations and then living up to them is crucial. Acknowledgement, reassurance, ownership. That's where your business and your people can achieve that fabulous win-win. Actually, if we're talking about the benefits of the customer, the person helping them and the business, it's a clear win-win-win. To hear more about this and other ways to use emotional intelligence to improve the way you engage, just subscribe to my podcast series or visit eqyourbusiness.com and select articles. Till the next time, I'm Tracy Finley.